Hello and welcome to the Bangers List Podcast. You're here with Joel and Jules again. This week, looking at Echo Chamber, mate. Vale of Maya. Yeah. How do you find it? Ah, it's good. I'd actually never heard of Vale of Maya until you put me onto them. So. Man, they've been around for a long time. They have. Anyway. Been since 2004? Yeah, around then. First album, 2007 or 8-ish. Anyway. Yeah. Look, before we get into it, mate, into the sample and stuff, did you read the article that there's going to be a new PhD for studying metal music at Newcastle University. Like Newcastle here? Yes, in Australia. No, I did not. I okay. not this, and I'm pretty sure there's other places that study metal. Anyway, reason being, you're a PhD, you're going to research something, probably researching, you know, metal music and its effects on the brains or like where it comes from, stuff like that. This is really important to me because growing up, I found there was a negative stigma around metal music itself. You know, you're an angry person if you listen to metal, something's wrong with you, that kind of stuff. That's what yeah. I felt. I don't know if you got any of that at all. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's around so much or I've just removed myself from that now. But I think the stigma is definitely still there. Um, you know, there's a, over the years, there have been um, like a lot of sort of controversial things that have happened, you know, that have been associated with heavy music or like rock music. So there's definitely this stigma around that. I think it's because it's a lot more emotional than a lot of other forms of music where, yeah. you know, you'll have people... Like lyrics, lyrically addressing like everyday problems, depression, anxiety, and stuff yep. like that. And so. there's passion, and people exactly respond right. to passion. Yeah. Um, and so, in saying that, it's metal music in a lot of studies, over 60 studies have said that it's a way people, like, they vent. It's the, Instead of lashing out, music you know, flows through them and they vent that way. So, listen to music to like deal with their emotions. And for me, like, anger is an emotion and it's one of the, like, the strongest ones because it, you know, it's really hard to deal with sometimes. But, if people are showing like the mental, yeah, mental maturity, emotional maturity to deal with like their anger with through music, yeah. like, that's amazing. It should be a testament to the metal community in itself that you guys are really like doing your best here to just well, get your lives it, and be mature about it. I think yeah, it is. So I hope this research and this like you know teaches more about it all. I'm very interested and, to see how that turns out. I didn't know that was going on. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah. sorry for the rant, boys. We'll jump into the uh, sample real quick. say about that um, now that I actually know which part of the song we're sampling <laughs> I, did, I didn't realise the last time we did this uh, we'd be listening to a different part of the sample the um, well we'll start with the the structure of the song itself I guess there are for the, the breakdowns there are three of them oh you can't have breakdowns well I don't know that they're breakdowns strictly but, but they're sort of chugging sections that have like I said last week that, that riff work through it um and they're sort of, I think two of them are the same and one of them is slightly different. It's it's a little bit more structured in the sense that it does have like a verse, chorus, first chorus, mm-hmm. but it's got this sort of other chorus that you'd call it as well. Like it's where, our first song with cleans. Yes. And the cleans obviously in the chorus. So. And that's a big thing here on the uh, the Bangers podcast. <laughs> it's not just going to be all smashing the open top string and uh, and uncleans. Yep. No, I think it's, uh, it's a good song. It's... I don't want to talk about the vocalist first. The guy's name is... Lucas Magyar. Magyar. Is yeah. that, how do you say it? Because I'm not sure where he's from. What's Probably. his name? Um, where is it? You got it over there? Magyar. Anyway. Anyway. Um, he's actually their third vocalist. Yeah. So, he's been with them since 2015, I believe. Yeah, so he came on board on the Matriarch album, and that's the second last one. But before him, they didn't have a clean vocalist. 
And they just had two other screamers. So all their earlier stuff is all screamers. They had two screamers at once. Oh, I didn't say two screamers before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so just all their earlier stuff and is they just about all two screamers. albums each. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed with this guy, Lucas, is that he has three distinct vocal styles. So he's got his deep growls. Mm-hmm. He's got that sort of shout style. Think like uh, Jamie Howes from Polaris or like mid, mid-tier mid Ollie Sykes, I guess. Yeah. That sort of shouting, aggressive. And then he does the cleans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't realize that, that that was all one vocalist. I thought, surely that's two people. Yeah, um, and that's what really actually made me impressed by him because he does that live as well. I, I have seen... I did watch one version of them doing his live. The, the one thing I wasn't sure if he did live was... There's towards the end of the song. There's the um, the repeat of the chorus, and after that, there's like a little pretty bit with like the, yep. the tinkling and stuff like bit that. Bit of a key change, exactly right. And then yeah, he, it sounds like he goes up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he goes up an octave because I don't know that no, that's strictly what it is. It's probably, he goes up. It's probably like the relative minor. Yeah, he goes up like a small range, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if that was the guitar went up, so it sounded like he went up as well. But it actually, I'm pretty sure he goes up yeah. vocally as well. Everything has to go up. With yeah, him, so it sounds good. So that was yeah. that's that's pretty impressive. And he's, it's like it's very high. It's not quite a falsetto, but it's still like head voice. It's very high, you know, like that almost squeaky without being cringy, squeaky, or whiny. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of power behind his voice. Fucking love it. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of a fat hook and a big falsetto. <laughs> Give me that in your course. <laughs> love it. it. <laughs> um, and with his screams, uh, I think a few years ago, tried to like learn that type of scream I think it's the most basic type it's like when you let off a deep sigh and like drain your lungs out and it comes like oh that's how you like to start that, that, that's, that's your first when step when the growl starts yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I tried to learn that and I think he does that and he does it really well but if you're like you know an aspiring screamer or whatever you want to get there I think that's an easy spot to start maybe even emulate him because like a like it's, 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 not, yeah, it's not one of those super low growls. Yeah, but it's you not. You have a lot yeah. of diaphragm pressure for those. And it's yeah, not, very clear, yeah. very well vocalized. But when you are learning, and you can see it in his live shows, like this is really taxing. Like you need a good lung capacity because it just tears all your air out of you. Yeah. And then you puff. And that's one of his and live shows. He's yeah. fucking, he's spent. And he looks like he's at the end of it and he can. He's just sweating and he can barely get his lyrics out. I'm like, man, he's fucking put like his whole heart into his screams and stuff. Have you seen him live? Not myself. I've only seen a few videos, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So. We're back to this old chestnut again. Yeah, fuck. We've got to see more live bands. <laughs> Come well, to Australia, Stop bands. seeing the same bands over and over for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I, I agree. He's um, very talented. From what I did see live, he can do a lot of the same stuff that he does in the studio. Um, I think also, it's, it's worth noting, it's difficult to be like the third vocalist in a band's career, especially one that's been, what... 2004, so 15 years now since it, well, you know, they would have maybe not played shows seriously. No, Sumerian Records didn't pick them up until like 2006 or yeah, 7. so they wouldn't have done shows. For, well, like, they wouldn't have had a bigger following for the first couple of years. But arguably, a band that's been around for 10 years, they've yeah. done five or six albums, they've had three distinct vocalists. It's, you know, I think it's difficult because the thing about uh, music, and I think heavy music as well, is that... Um, fans will always focus more on a change of vocalist. I mean, I think that's true of any music. Because a vocalist is like... Exactly right. But when, thing, you know, yeah. when it comes to a vocalist that does, like, practitioners cleans and uncleans, and that's sort of... It's, again, different in the, the heavy music world too. You know, if, if, if you're um, trying to do the same uncleans as a previous singer, and you can't do them as well, you know, I think people Stand are going to react like quite negatively. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So, but the sound has evolved with their singers. That's the biggest thing that has evolved about them is their singers. I think right now the sound that he brings the band is as good as it's been. So the Matriarch album and 
this false idol album really good if you're into like the cleans and that basic kind of scream okay yeah he's brought it but looking back if you listen to the earlier stuff and listen through the whole way through there's a lot of subgenres in there yeah. you might be able to pick your favorite subgenre just by listening to all their content yeah i um i had a quick listen to was it their first record yep and that sounded like i i'd sort of how to read their their wiki and stuff like that, and it sounded sort of more deathcore-ish. Yeah, I don't know what brand of deathcore you'd call it. Uh, like, yeah, but it's probably, that older style, like really heavy blast beats in yeah, intense and low, screams. quite short as well. Yeah, short like, songs. Very short songs. So, uh, so like one of the songs, "Swim." Uh, it's not safe to swim. Is one of those ones. It's just like just growls the whole time. A couple of breakdowns. Yeah. Um, and then if you move in, you got Eris on the album. I think after that, that they start to show like pop punk vibes. No cleans yet, and then. After that, you got Mikasa, which is off um, their, their second from now album. Yeah, I think that song's like a masterpiece. It's when this, it's when Lucas has come in and he's added cleans to it, and like I think that's the most viewed song, but it it is amazing. Yeah, almost as good as Echo Chamber. I can't really pick which is my favorite. You're really big on this one, hey? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, and yeah, just again, like it just shows you how singer can influence the whole band sound. Yeah. But before we say he is the driving force behind it, Mark, the guitarist. Well, they're only um, they've only got one guitarist at the moment as well. Oh, because they're a four piece. Because they're a four left. piece. Okay. Yeah. Well, which is which is weird for a band that heavy. Oh yeah. Because you know normally you've got like obviously the two guitars, sometimes even three bands like Aversion's Crown, mm-hmm. for instance. So. Um, just massive sound, huge wall of sound. Yeah, he's he's got his work cut out for him because in all these songs from what I can see, he's playing like the breakdowns and the riffs and then adding fills in. Yeah. With it, so. He's a real busy guitarist. Um, I think he's really good. He's got massive, long you know, tentacle fingers just all over the fretboard. And their bass player plays a five-string from what I've seen. Yes. As well. and so he's probably... Something we didn't touch on last week is, you know, if you want to go low, you can actually have that, that seventh string on a guitar. Yeah. Or an eight. Or an eight-string eight guitar, yeah. yeah it's, I, don't, I don't see too many eights. I see a few sevens. I think sevens are quite popular now because yeah. the lower, the better, I guess. Um, and so, so his name's Mark Kubo, I believe, if I'm right. Um... Yeah, so his guitaring hasn't changed heaps through all their albums, but he's had the same kind of like little, no solos from what I've listened to, but lots of like little fills and all this hammering away with the good rhythms and chugs, chugs as you call them. Mm-hmm. And just like he's been there from the start. So, like, he's, I think he is the real face of Vale of Mine. He's amazing. Really and the, and what, the, the bass player, the drummer, haven't have been around. Drummer like, has been around from the start as well, yep. and a few other guys have come and gone. Yeah. I think the drummer, if, we, if we're talking about music um, individually, I think the drummer is very tight as well. Um, definitely along the lines of more like not traditional metalcore, but you know, he comes in with the blast beats um, at the start of the song, and it just just plays well. Doesn't oversimplify things, like I was saying about um. Oversimplify? Yeah. yeah, cool. Because you, you can you can just regularly simplify things. <laughs> so a little tautology for you there. No, he's definitely talented. I think he, he's the, as a drummer, he's busy, but he's not too busy. So compliments the guitar and the bass as well. Yeah, I think if they've been playing for that long, they'd be tight. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask you, how do you feel about and this kind of thing? It's quite common in metal. There's like the screams and a clean melody on top of it, so you can hear the, the clean singer, and yeah. then underneath is like so double track vocals. Yeah, yeah. Fan of that, or is that? Um, I have always liked double track uncleans. So, to use a very common example, I think um, early Bring Me, Count, uh, Count Your Blessings, mm. a lot of the... Um, very heavy, death yeah, metal. Yeah, well, like, you know, that's sort of death core, but they would um, double track, I think Suicide Silence as well, they double track a really low scream with a really high scream. Yep. So, it, it comes out and just sounds massive, just enormous. Um, cleans and um, uncleans over the top of one another, I think they're good. I think you've got to do them well, though. 
Um, you know, if, if you've got like a really low bassy sort of growl, it's it's kind of hard to have something. Yeah, that, it's you know, a fine you know, you've, line. You've got to sort of, I think you've got to sort of be a lot, like your clean's got to be really high then, so they really stand apart. Whereas if you've got like a low clean and a high growl, it doesn't really work. Yeah. You want to you, you want to separate treble and bass in people's ears so they can just dis- distinguish between the two. Yeah, and in this song, I think they nail it pretty well. Yep. I like it. In the uh, one of the last choruses, they do it anyway. If you like it or not, let us know. Um, but <laughs> look, what I, at the bangers list, at, yeah. <laughs> what I did want to ask you because, like, I've listened to the lyrics a bunch of times and I've even read them, and I just still I can't really get much out of what it means. Do you have anything you can add about what, yeah. what do the lyrics mean? What's the song? What's the song about? What's the song about? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> right, look, this is it's it's my two minutes for being philosophical. No, the best well, thing I could come up with before you start because yours will be better. I was <laughs> I was just thinking that it's a guy, not a guy. It's just someone who's like maybe caught up in the human condition that you can't really leave your past behind. Yeah. It's it's going to come with you. Something like that. That's all I could really get from it. But come on, give me something more succinct than that. <laughs> well, I, I've only read through them, through them a few times. Um, but there was, there was sort of conflicting elements. Or could not so much conflicting, but sort of different, notably elements. There's elements of penance, um, but also he's observing the human mortality. So... You know, the whole, our bones are meant to rot, that kind of thing. So it's kind of, uh, you know, he's talking about um, he wants to repent and put the past behind him and so on and so forth. It's, I guess it's saying it's a mixture of both of those things where life is only so long and there are only so many things that you can carry, like burdens you can carry with you over the course of your life. Um, and there are only, you know, so many times that you can fuck up um, without trying to examine what you are and what you're doing wrong. So... Those are the, the sort of the key elements that I picked up, but it is it's it's sort of all over the shop in that sense that there's no one absolute theme. It's it's penance, it's mortality, and and that sort of thing. Yeah, I still think the lines on their own like they're really good as well. Like you know to outrun the hurricane, the trails behind, like it's his life. Like that's mm. that's good stuff. Pretty I deep for me. For a heavy band starting the way they started with the. Um, he's got a vocal effect on like the chorus at the, yep. the, the way the song comes in the intro yeah, yeah. well yeah um, it's not always like a good idea to start a song soft if you're a heavy band but I think they do that really well in this song uh, especially because that, that first Arise Arise has a really big punch as well so it's sort of like a call to action yeah um, yeah yeah. very good man yeah Look, there is there is one line in this song <laughs> okay so it's your it's your turn to tell me which line you didn't like it's my should, should I say it right or should I let you correct me no you can <laughs> Look, tell us the line. Um, the line the line is this dark space oh this dead space inside of me it bleeds me dry yeah I fucking love that that is great I, I know I you like it I just his delivery is what makes it good for me but tell me why you oh, don't look, like no, it no the delivery is fine like very well and vocally it's just Maybe it's because I've just been corrupted and I just, I don't like it, but it just seems so edgy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like a harken back to like, yeah, exactly right. To 2007, it's like, oh my God, I'm so edgy. I'm going to cut myself and die. Ugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's... I just, they, these guys like, they don't, don't look like they're emo or whatever. No, it's it's, at all. It's the lead just... singer's like losing his hairline. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Poor, oh, I can relate to that, the poor bastard. Um, like, I don't think it's a bad line. It's just... You know, you hear something and it just you sort of doesn't, and, yeah, yeah, doesn't you know. sit with you. That's that's fair enough, and that's what it's about. Like it's your own personal journey, personal experience, yeah. if you like it or not. But Up for, to the, you. for the better part, the rest of the lyrics they they're great, you know. And there's one thing I was going to mention as well. He he talks about penance, but he refers to the lost, the damned, the broken, and traitors. So I think that going back to what I was saying before, 
fits in with the idea of penance um, and contrition being, you know, like forgiveness is something that everybody can earn despite what they've done yeah. because of the, the shortness of life. And see, for me, I'm just like, he's picked some words that sound good together and work, so he's sung them. But I'm glad you got more evidence. Uh, if someone has more understanding, Look, I don't know. Let us know. Maybe overthinking it, but no, that's, that's, that's sort of where I came from with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Uh, this week, I'm going to let you start with how many bangs out of 10 you want to give it. Do the bangs. How many out of 10? Um, Echo Chamber. Veil of Meyer. Veil of Meyer. Good song. They're definitely a good song. Um, my problem is that I'm not always super receptive to music that people recommend to me. And that's exactly why I, I, I don't know why. No, that's right. You know, if, if I didn't jump straight into it or if I didn't like it straight away, um, I'm getting sidetracked though. I definitely, I'd say seven and a half out of 10 bangs. Seven and a half <laughs> out of 10 bangs. Yeah. Fuck me. I, I love this song and I was going to give it a 6.5 to 7. <laughs> Good. So. Oh, Jesus. Well, I, I'm worried we're setting the bar too low and too high at the same time. No. Like, there's one song on this list that I know I'm going to give a fucking 10 to. Really? Yeah. Same. Yes. 9.5 to 10. You think it's the same song? You'll have to wait and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Is it by an Australian band? No. Then we're not on the same okay. song then. Yeah. And one more thing I want to touch on with Vale of Maya. Lots of bands sound like them and they've been inspired by a few bands. One, I think they said themselves, was uh, Born of Osiris. Um, but for me, they, these guys sound like... Polaris, if you if you've heard of Polaris, there's a lot of I feel that in this new stuff, yep. and even maybe you know Shades of Slipknot, that might be a bit egregious to say, but I'm feeling a bit of that in some of the stuff, like really angry, and then some amazing cleans, like Corey Talley delivers great cleans. This guy's doing great cleans as well. Yeah. Um, any other bands? Like shades of like early Slipknot, or yeah, and through maybe what album was Duality off? Uh, volume three. Yeah, so that kind of era there. Yeah, well, that was think about it, that was two thousand four. That record came out. Oh, really? Yeah, it was wow. that long ago. So, I mean, you know, these guys, like a lot of bands that have been around for a while, they definitely, well, you know, more than likely would have been listening to like the early Slipknot, Corn, um, fucking Disturbed, I guess. You know, yeah. bands like that that just we we t- sort of take for granted, but like those guys, the late nineties, early two thousands, definitely had a huge influence. Like, but then you would, you know, you'd say Killswitch Engage yep. as well, um, stuff like that. So. A lot of the earlier metal call before yeah, metal call say, was even a thing. Yeah, I think maybe the guitarist is even a little bit better than Killswitch Engage, but it would be interesting if they were inspired by. Don't them. let the fanboys hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to get us lynched. Oh fuck! Anything else you want to add, man? Um, no. Look, all, all in all, it's a tidy song. I, I did give the the rest of the record a listen as well. Um, I'd say it's a pretty tidy record out and out, but yeah. So, like, I did talk about some of the other songs. They want to listen to. If you haven't heard these guys before, Macaster is, like I said, a fucking masterpiece. Off this album, I really like Livestream. Um, yeah, fucking let us know what you reckon if you do give them a listen. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode of The Bangers List. Until then, hit us up on Twitter, Twitter. at The Bangers List. What are we, we doing? Are we gonna are we gonna talk about what we do next week? Are we gonna give like a little preview? Or? No, it's a surprise next week, it's boys. It's a good surprise too. I'm looking forward to it. Do anyway, I know it? Do yeah, I know? you know it and you love it. Which one is it? Oh, I, yeah, right. I absolutely. You, you've got the list in front of you. All yeah, right, no, take it easy, guys. Thank you. Thank you.